The playoffs weren't in the cards for the Minnesota Vikings in 2023, so we're going to examine how we got here, what big decisions are coming this offseason, and why Vikings fans should have some hope for the future today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dude, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, happy Thursday. Happy next to last debrief, uh, funeral, whatever you want to call it. For the 2023 NFL season, we have this one. And then tomorrow, we have the Indianapolis Colts. That's right. And then we've kind of teased it all week. I guess we should give everybody a little bit more of a nugget for next week. We're going to take some of the uh, vacancy positions, right? Because you can't do in-person interviews until after the divisional round of the playoffs, as per the new rules. We're going to put ourselves in the shoes of the executives running the teams that have vacancies. And the objective is Joe is going to put together his proposal plan for the offseason for a team in question like the Atlanta Falcons, just as one example. And I separately will do my own proposal plan. We will each independently present our proposals for the off-season plan, and then we want the listeners to tell us whose proposal plan they like more for the path to the off-season. I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Does this include like mock drafts and stuff like that, or is that just is this more just like big picture of like this is the ideology? These are the kinds of players that I would want to pursue in free agency. These are ideally the areas that I would want to address before you get to the draft, so on and so forth. Yeah, I think that's how we have to do it, right? Like, I can't give you a mock draft, but I can say, okay, if we can uh, target these types of players on free agency, sets us up to do this in the draft, right? Like, just kind of high-level ideas for how we would want it to go. It's going to be fun. Because you can't go into Arthur Blank's office and give him a mock draft and be like, give me the job, or I'm Terry Fontenot. Here's the (laughs) job we're going to do, and here's the players we're going to pay. Right. Yeah. So I think that's perfect. If there wasn't 31 other teams, you know, that would, that would be nice, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it next week. We're going to, we're going to double dip pretty much all week. So subscribe. Need you. This off season is going to be fun here on Lockdown NFL Scouting. Happy Mike McCarthy retention day to you. Um, I don't know how happy a lot of people are. I think if you want to be happy, you say they were 12 and five, three years in a row. And, and I mean, you love that. But I think a lot of people look at McCarthy and feel like he's he's held the team back in some ways. Um, I think if you fire a coach, you better have a plan to get a better one. 
We, and, we and woo. That plays into it. Okay, we woo. We woo. All right. Speaking of uh, Mike McCarthy, Ed Werder, 30 minutes ago, Cowboys expect Dan Quinn to return as defensive coordinator. Should he not be? Thanks, Ed. Never mind. Should he not be hired as a head coach elsewhere? Oh, thank you. Yes. Oh, never. Oh, yeah. we, that the clarification we needed. Man will yeah, not thank lose you. job if he doesn't find another one. Move on. Let's set up the Vikings. Let's go. We're on to Minnesota. <laughs> I'm blocking Ed Order as we speak. <laughs> Blocked. All right, Kyle Krabs, Minnesota Vikings. How do we get here? What big decisions are coming and why fans should be hopeful? This is a football team that finished seven and ten this year. And it's an interesting path to get to seven and ten because you're healthy at the start of the season, and you have this one and four start, right? Your luck ran out. All the luck that you had last season that got you at a what with a 13 and three or whatever they were, uh, it ran out. You're one and four. And in those four losses, they're all one score losses, of course, right? And you had 10 giveaways and two takeaways, right? Like that ain't gonna work. It's three not takeaways. gonna work. Three Did they have three? three? No, right. I'm just talking about the four losses. Just the four oh, losses. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Just you're the right. four losses. So then you're like, okay. We're 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 gonna we're gonna be resilient because we're the Minnesota Vikings, we're the purple cockroaches. We're gonna win five in a row. And guess what happens during that stretch? Three games into it, Kirk Cousins, who's playing, I don't know, probably the best football of his career, gets injured. You wind up cycling through Josh Dobbs and Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins. Justin Jefferson misses seven games, and you look at this thing and you go seven and ten in year two under Kevin O'Connell. And you get to a point where you're you're six and four. Yeah. And you don't have Jefferson and you don't have Kirk Cousins. You say, okay, hey, who knows what can happen from here? Then you proceed to finish one and six. <laughs> <laughs> so you start one and four and you finish one and six. But you had a five game win streak, half of which happened without your franchise quarterback. The majority, all, all of the wins came without Justin Jefferson. They, the games they won against Chicago and San Francisco with Kirk did not have Justin Jefferson in them. So just like the the oddly poetic season that Minnesota gets off the heels of the way the first season with Kevin O'Connell went. This theoretically is a much better team than seven and ten. Yeah, but they theoretically were not a 13-win team or whatever, if they were 13-4 last year, whatever it was. Like, the scales, the law of averages, this is the embodiment of the law of averages. And you just, I don't know, I think they had good process this offseason with how they approached personnel and making transitions and drafting Jordan Addison to compliment and getting Hawkinson on the contract extension so you get good pass-catch group. And uh, they bring in Davenport and they keep Daniil Hunter. Uh, they get younger in the second than the back seven. They get a really good ad in Ivan Pace. I know I'm doing some Levy Grail stuff right, but like the, the process was good. And the results were not. <laughs> it's just sometimes you get the bear, pun intended, because you lost to the Bears twelve mm-hmm. ten. And that was kind of the the thing that really felt like it tipped you over the edge. Because yeah, you came out of the bye and you beat the Raiders. You beat the Raiders three nothing. And sometimes the bear gets you and the bear got the Vikings this season. Two metrics that I think really stand out to me about the 2023 Minnesota Vikings. Uh, This one first, when the Vikings allowed 20 points or more on defense, they're one and nine. So if they score in Flores, 
yeah, man. Like <laughs> you couldn't give up 21 points and win a damn game, right? Like one and nine when you gave up more than 20 points. And then turnovers were a killer. Like it was it happened during the start of the season, and a lot of that was fumbles. But they were 18% turnover rate on your drives. I mean, that's that's too much. That's too much. Number, to no, number one in the NFL. In turnover rate. Second most total giveaways. 34. That's tough, man. That's tough. And then also, offensively, 28th in rush attempts. Okay, I understand. 29th in rushing yards. Okay, you don't, you're don't. you 28th in attempts, so you're not going to have a super high number there. 30th in rushing touchdowns, seven. And again, the process was good. You moved on from Dalvin Cook. Because as bad as it was, it had been even worse if Dalvin Cook played behind yeah. this line this year. Agreed. But you also averaged 4.0 yards per carry, which is 24th in the league. When you when when Ty Chandler is your saving grace in your backfield to get a little bit of dynamic play, I think that you know four point five yards per carry for him. Cam Akers three point six, Alexander Madison three point nine. Stop giving the slow burn guys run. The only guy they had with any pop was Ty Chandler. Yeah, and lo and behold, he probably had the best season in in spite of not having to touch. I mean, he averaged five point zero yards per touch. Both Akers. And Madison averaged barely over four. So there's a lot of good foundational stuff. There's a lot of key decisions that they're going to have to make, including what what happens with Kirk Cousins and kind of where they've approached the the last two years with Kwesi and and O'Connell. We can talk about those decisions next, but you know it's a really fascinating team this offseason. I had I had to leave that Alexander Madison talking point for you. I, I had it on my notes, but I'm like, I'll leave that one for Kyle. I knew he wouldn't let it slip Imagine through. Imagine being surprised. Yeah, you know, you've been out. you've been in on that one uh for a while. All right, folks, we're gonna talk about these big decisions, huge decisions for the Vikings. So stick with us. But this episode is brought to you by Better Help. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small, certain things can really start to get to you, and it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. Look, therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than what's going on with our favorite sports teams, and it's important to get things off our chest every once in a while. Well, therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you've been thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And just visit BetterHelp.com. We got a deal for you here. BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That'll get you 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. So the Minnesota Vikings uh, facing a number of key decisions. They will enter into this season, Joe, according to Over the Cap, with 51 players already under contract. So that's nice. Yeah. Because uh, you need 51 to... You know, all off season, that's that's how you tally your cap space. So anybody they add from here, it's just more or less than uh, the guys, the the bottom ranked guy on the roster, and that's going to determine how much cap space is eaten up. But uh, according to over the cap, twenty six million dollars in cap space, that's middle of the road uh, for NFL franchises. That's cool, but I've got some big decisions awaiting you this offseason. 
Yeah, two huge expiring contracts, uh, Kirk Cousins and Daniil Hunter, and then you also have Justin Jefferson and Christian Derrissaw, who have emerged as top players at their positions, and they're ready for extensions as well. Um, I would like to address Daniil Hunter first before we get to Kirk Cousins, because I think this is a really fascinating player for Minnesota and a critical player for Minnesota. Daniil Hunter had an amazing season. 80 pressures. You know what the next highest pressure total on the Minnesota Vikings was? Oh, on the Vikings? Knowing that this is a blitz happy team that brought it brought pressure from everywhere, so you probably split them one tenth across the board the rest of the way. I guess forty. I guess forty two. Thirty eight by DJ Wanham, thirty two by Patrick Jones, and then fourth is Josh Metellus with twenty nine. The versatility Metellus showed this year was pretty pretty impressive. But like, you got to have Hunter back, right? Like Davenport, what are you playing four games for you? You don't have. You don't have a guy, right? Like if you don't bring Hunter back, like you, you got to find like a serious impact guy on the edge. And I think that's an, a critical move for them. And he's, you know, he's kind of, of course, injuries have always been the part of the conversation with Daniel Hunter. He's 29. I think he's probably got some, I mean, he, this might've been his best season. Um, and so I think figuring that out is, is, is so big for them. Um, and obviously quarterbacks bigger, but well, Hunter's so huge. Yeah. Already fourteen point nine million in in dead cap. Yeah, with the void years. Here's the question: Does retaining Daniel Hunter at his age and stature follow the path that this team has taken as a team in transition no. the last two years? No, it hasn't. No, that you're exactly. So how, right. do you re- how do you reconcile that? impactful player i thought the guys that they moved on from like who do they miss not in the kendricks and i don't think so like I, I pat pete he was a slug for pittsburgh all year he can't run i mean, I just i feel like they've made good choices there and this this would be one i'd hang on to so kirk cousins 28 and a half million in void cap before we do kirk i want to ask you about another player it's another impactful player yeah but another older player harrison smith 35 years old this upcoming season 35 years old Almost uh, over $19 million in, in cap hit, you could move on from at any point and save $11.5 million. And if it's after June 1st, you could save even more. For a team that's been in transition, what are you yeah. doing with Harrison Smith? Well, you certainly feel you would feel better about moving on. If you cut him, you save $11 million in cap space. But Lewis Seen, a first round pick, is not, it's been terrible. He got injured his first season. Uh, what do you play like? Just a handful of snaps, multiple leg surgeries there. And then this year, he just couldn't get on the field. It, like I, I was trying to read up on this, and I'm reading stuff about how like he couldn't learn the defense, and like just couldn't. He, he just he doesn't play the defense. It's either zero or drop eight, cuff right three, three. What do you What do you want? <laughs> it feels like he, his downhill ability would be a welcomed ability in this defense, but he he hasn't he hasn't done anything to like get on the field. The Cam Bynum and Harrison Smith are playing over. So here are the players. And Josh Metellus as well. Sorry. I yeah. Sorry Here are the players with the $10 plus million cap hit for Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, biggest cap hit on the team, $28.5 million. He's not even on the team. Yeah, it's that's just void money. Yep. Uh, Brian O'Neill, twenty, almost $23 million. Uh, there's $14, uh, $15 million in cash owed this year that if you wanted to restructure, you could save about $9 million if you're into that sort of thing. If you're, you're Minnesota, you have Jefferson. What is this? Is his fifth year option? Dollar amount is just yep. short of twenty million dollars. That's one year fully guaranteed. Do the contract extension. 
get some extra cap space in that way. Yeah. Rip the bandaid off and give him $31 million before Jamar Chase or somebody get desperately overpays T Higgins and T Higgins is a good wide receiver, but just like if he's going to get a top of market contract, get out in front of that and do Justin Jefferson first. Yeah. Don't give more ammunition for Jefferson's camp to say, well, we actually deserve 32 and a half. Harrison Smith, 19. Daniel Hunter, not under contract, but also on, on 15 on the books. Hawkinson, you could restructure and save $7 million. He's owed $10.5 million in cash this year. Uh, Byron Murphy, 10, and that is it. 10-9, and that is it. So you got two expiring contracts. It's just yeah. do you take your lumps and move on from these players, or do you bring them back for an even larger cap ramification? I, I think they need to bring back Hunter. I, I think you, I mean, Darisaw and Justin Jefferson have been grand slam draft picks for you. And these are, these are like not top 10 picks that have wind up becoming like top five players at their respective positions. Mm-hmm. They're young. They're in their prime. Like those guys have to come back. That gets us to Kirk and man, I, I I'm a fan of Kirk. I, I like, I thought he was playing at a very high level and the, the, the group around him, felt so good with Hawk and what Addison is and what Jefferson is like, man, I, I'd want to see more of this. I feel like you've got a little something here that is better than most teams in the NFC, but aging injury, what's your opportunity to upgrade? Do you can't, I think you got to do something, you know, like you bring in some other quarter, like draft somebody, this type of system. You never know if you can find lightning in a bottle. I have a hard time feeling like you're going to find a better player than Kirk cousins for the next two or three seasons. So the scary thing about that is he's going to be 36 this season coming off an Achilles tear. Yeah. Already with 28 and a half million on the books. What would you do? It depends on how much you think you can compete in your division. If you think you can compete to win, you bring back the quarterback. If you're committed to the long-term vision, which they were last off season, and then they win seven games, and your 35-year-old quarterback goes down with a Achilles tear. Like, I don't know. It's, it, it's a very uncomfortable decision to have to make. I, I think that's a great way to look at it. Looking at it through the lens of your division, the NFC North, you're you're two and four in the division this year. You're seven and ten. That's the same record as the Bears. You're looking up at the Packers and Vikings. Does Kirk Cousins back? Is that enough for you to get back to the top of this division. Is Detroit going to stay there? Is Green Bay going to stay there? Can the, the Bears kind of rally and, and build upon the foundation that they've had? It's it's an uncertain it's an uncertain question for me to answer. I, I think they could score 425 points again offensively with Kirk. I mean, they scored 424 last year. It was the eighth in scoring defense. They just happened to be minus three points in point, or point, point differential because they were 28th in scoring defense and still managed to go 13-4. Is the improvements on the defensive side of the ball and getting back to what you were the previous season because the infrastructure is there and you have Jordan Addison who you didn't get a full season with with yeah. Kirk? I I, I did your expectation you could score between four hundred twenty five and four hundred fifty points next year if the defense stays better. How many point? How many games can you win? Uh, you should win double digit games theoretically. Yeah, you probably so better they're, than they're, one and nine when you're past. over twenty points, right? You, you you can't move on from Kirk without an, alter, an alternative answer at the position. 
So find me an alternative answer that you like. And if you do, then go ahead and say, oh, it's our long-term plan. We're going to transition with. The challenge there is like, can you know? Because you feel like Kirk's going to be somebody's starter next year. Yes. Oh. You, you I, don't, I don't. But but when will he be ready to come back from an Achilles tear too? Like, <laughs> all right, Questy, you got a big, right. uh, you got big a big, decision. you got a big job this off season. That's why you get the big bucks. Uh, all right, we're going to talk about why you have to be hopeful, why you should have hope if you're a Vikings fan here in just a moment. So be sure to stick with us. But when you're hiring for your small business, you want to be certain that you have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats right now and might not have the time or resources to hire. Well, thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. And they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process that much more simple. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Folks, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Well, you don't have to because game time is here. And it's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets. All in prices. They give you a view from your seat and a best price guarantee. I love the app. Super easy to navigate. They have flash deals. I love those. I, sometimes I just log into the app, see what type of flash deals are available for events that are happening near me. They also send the tickets right to your phone so you don't have to dig through emails to find your tickets. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Um, do you want to, I, I want to talk about their draft position relative to their quarterback decision. And I don't know that that necessarily fits in the spirit of what the Levy grail is supposed to be. Sneak it in. We'll do the poem and we'll, we'll leave okay. no doubt that we're doing the right thing. Here. They're scheduled to pick 11th. Yeah. Right. That's the good news. You've seen quarterbacks get drafted in that range and be successful. You've seen quarterbacks um, or teams trade up from spots like this to go get a quarterback. The challenge is if you don't retain Kurt, Chicago at one, generally accepted they're going to draft a quarterback at number one and reset their clock. Washington at two, no reason why they would not draft a quarterback with a new coach coming in and new ownership and the kind of a reset of the entire organization and what Sam Howell did and did not provide you this year. Rob Mayo, new coach, of the new England Patriots doing his interviews after the, the <laughs> press conference and kissing babies segment and says, we're going to draft the player at the most important position. Interpret that. However you may effectively says without saying we're going to draft the quarterback. So you have three quarterbacks, in the top three and you have Arizona the Chargers, those two teams don't need quarterbacks in front of the Giants and the Falcons as teams that do. So you have like this trade-off opportunity, but you could trade up for QB4. Right. You need to trade up for QB4. Who is QB4? Assuming the top three are some combination of May, Williams, and potentially Jaden Daniels. 
Is it Michael Penix? You want to draft Michael Penix in the top 12? Like, <laughs> I, no, 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 I don't. It's, it's just, do you go the Titans route and circle back in the second round? Because you do have a second round pick. You don't have a third, but you have two fours, two fives, and two sixes, in addition to your one and two, which maybe sets you up for Levy Grow. So just a lot of variables going into that decision. It's like, is this a team? Is this a Mason Rudolph spot? You know what I mean? Like, do they get oh, some no, don't something put like that I'm, on them, brother? What are you going to do here? Is to bring back Kirk and all the th- questions we just had? Take the fourth or fifth quarterback, or go some veteran like Ryan. I mean, this is not going to sound attractive, but like the Ryan Tannehills, the Mason Rudolphs. Do you want to get in on a? Is, is Pittsburgh going to move Kenny Pickett like Mac Jones? Like that's the world actually, we're living in. Actually, Loki, not a bad Mac Jones spot. Would you rather have like do make Mac Jones or Mason Rudolph? Like, I'd rather have Mac Jones than Mason Rudolph. Would you really? I, I'm not, I'm, I, Mac, Mason Rudolph's told us who he is for seven years. There's no way I'm just going to let a three game stretch at the end of the regular eight, season. Four and one. Throw, eight, throw eight, four, and one. to George Pickens. Yolo balls to Justin Jefferson. <laughs> There's no way. Don't know, man. Uh, here's what I, okay. What's, here's the poem Fight on my men. I am hurt, but I am not slain. I'll lay me down and bleed a while. Then I'll rise and fight again. Let me start with this. We just talked about the challenges of the quarterback decision for the Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm. But brother, what a great spot for a quarterback to step into. Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, a legit franchise left tackle in Christian Derrissaw. And you've seen Kevin O'Connell, what he's been able to do with quarterbacks, right? Like even the Kirk story is great, but He's able to get wins out of Josh Dobbs and won a game with Jaron Hall, right? Nick Mullins may have played better than than Dobbs and Hall and didn't have any wins, but like there's he's been able to figure it out a little bit. And so between your coach, your left tackle, your two receivers, your tight end, it's a nice spot for some quarterback to step into. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of infrastructure here to really like yeah. for a young player. So that that's the first spot, obviously, to have the conversation. And flowers to Jordan Addison. Double-digit touchdown receptions this year. Balling. Looking every bit like the uh, wide receiver one that I thought he could be. At Pitt. Last summer. Yeah. Um, so he he's performed at a high level. Uh, you you don't have a lot of intimidating expiring contracts. Did we even get into expiring contracts? Like the, we, the free agent list for them? Or we really we didn't. Two we down so, the rabbit hole. Yeah, those four big ones. So you have Kirk Cousins. And Daniel Hunter has expiring contracts. Um, but then beyond that, you have Jordan Hicks, 32-year-old linebacker, Dalton Risner, who was signed here on a one-year deal, DJ Wanham, your, your second highest pressure player. <laughs> Anthony Barr, KJ Osborne is is one I would probably make an effort to bring back. I think he's a nice yeah. third wide receiver. For sure. John Bullard. Like who else are you losing sleep over here? Josh Dobbs. None. I'm not losing any. I think this the ship has probably sailed on running that one back. So you're probably not bringing it back. Yeah. I I will say between Wanham, Hicks, and Bullard, and I am not going to overstate this. They they are they are play they're among the top eleven snap takers for the defense this year. So for whatever that means, I don't. These aren't players that I lose any sleep over. But like they were they were guys that that were contributors. So. I think that's a great place to start. We we alluded to the draft capital. 
you have a first and a second round pick, then you have two fours, two fives, and two sixes. That means you, in the middle rounds, are going to have all the flexibility in the world to go up if you want, go down if you want, make more picks, and continue to pool. If you do end up bringing Kirk back and you need more day three or, or late day two rookie contract players to fill out a 53-man roster, even though you already have 51 under contract and have the cap space to work with, a lot of flexibility in that regard as far as how you you guys tackle the draft this year, in my mind. How about this 2024 road schedule? They have their division opponents. Then their road games are at Rams, Seahawks, Jaguars, Titans, and Giants. That feels pretty good, right? Okay, so we're going to count the the games you feel that are wins. You have... Giants, Titans in year one with their reset. One of one of Seahawks and Jaguars. Yeah, one of Seahawks and Jaguars. So that's three outside of the division. Let's say you go three and three in the division. It's hypothetical. So now you're at six. You get Arizona at home. You like that one. So it's seven. Uh, uh, Atlanta. Potentially, watch Atlanta's going to sign Kirk and, and do Bill Belichick and Kirk Cousins. I'd like that for Atlanta. I'd like that for Atlanta too. And that would take that off the list of games I would feel good about Minnesota winning. Colts, though. Um, Colts. And yeah, if you, you overreach, if we didn't acknowledge any home win, or we I guess we said three and three in the division. Yeah, I, I think nine wins is very achievable depending on what you do with your key spots, your pass rusher and your quarterback. A heck of a team to monitor to this offseason. It's going to be fascinating. And, and, oh, by the way, they beat the 49ers this year. And they play the 49ers again next year, but they, they beat the 49ers this year. So make of that what you will. That is going to do it for us here on Locked on NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. Find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. We are out of here, and we will be back again tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.